Hey everybody, welcome to Crag Gals, the show where we are gals talking about crags. My name is Carolyn DeRosa. I'm a first, not, wow, I'm a third year here at Mensa University. Sometimes it feels like we're first years. <laughs> today it feels like I'm a first year. I'm joined by my co-host Emma today. Hello. Emma, how are you? I'm doing, I'm doing good. Um, I think it's crazy that the semester is wrapping up and heading out to Ireland pretty soon, but otherwise. I know. Are you excited? Like, like what I'm exactly? I'm excited. Like, what is involved in the process of going to Ireland? Yeah. Uh, I mean, believe it or not, like not your, a lot of stuff. Do you have stuff. your visa and passport ready? So, actually, you don't need a student visa to study abroad in Ireland. Oh, you don't? Um, that's just a rule of the country. Um, again, that depends on the country you're going to, but Ireland yeah. does not require a student visa. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm basically going to be packing one suitcase of, of clothing and then... And then go and I find out my roommate and my class that I'm taking all mm-hmm. all once I get there. Oh, um, okay. So honestly, the biggest thing is just figuring out currency and how I can maybe set up an international <laughs> phone plan. But otherwise, oh, most of it's um, taken care of there. You can use WhatsApp. That, yes. Yeah. Totally. And that's, believe it or not, people in Europe apparently don't use like the app for like messages on their phone. Yeah, and they, they use, use WhatsApp. Like, outside party yeah. apps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that was interesting because that's different from here so i mean yeah i mean i'm guess i'm used to whatsapp because like i have an entire family who communicates just through whatsapp and i'm also very involved with the international community here at penn state that's so, fair, like, right whatsapp go to like <laughs> when i ask like people who like just come to the united states for the first time i'm like yo what's your whatsapp and they're like oh, you have whatsapp you're an american who has whatsapp i'm like yes actually so i'm funny. cultured <laughs> so i'll see you on whatsapp next year amazing perfect <laughs> perfect all right on to our climbing news yeah. Well, wait, we got to do our fun facts first, right? Oh, yeah, we do have to do our fun facts. So, <laughs> yeah, a little just, I guess, context for our little fun fact today. So today we're going to be talking about the best climbing gifts to give for Christmas. Don't spoil um, But it, it makes no sense otherwise for <laughs> what our true. for what our, yeah. our fun fact is. So, mm-hmm. Carolyn, what is your favorite Christmas movie? So I have a bunch. Mainly, I have two different ones. I have like the peanut, like the two peanuts movies. Mm, those um, are cute. Yeah, where it's like like Snoopy or no, Snoopy. Christmas uh, time is here. <laughs> That's about all we can sing on this song. <laughs> <laughs> um, we... I yeah, so I like the peanuts. Um, that's always kind of been a go-to of the mine. The music and that's really good. Yeah, and then for some reason, ABC always plays the Sound of Music around this time they of year. Do that's yeah. such a good point. It's like so why? I always enjoy seeing that. That is a good movie. Um, yeah, I love the Sound of Music. It's one of my favorite. It actually is my favorite. Mm, it's probably like my second favorite musical. I really do. Enjoy nice. It. That's a good mm-hmm. one. Yeah. yeah. What about you? What's your favorite? Uh, Christmas so my movie? favorite Christmas movie is Elf. I just think it's so iconic, <laughs> and I specifically love it because Will Ferrell reminds me of my dad. Oh, that's true. Yeah, and he just—I <laughs> don't know. Like it's I just like I, I watch that movie and I'm like, that's kind of my he, dad. It's a funny little bit. because you mentioned that, and I was like, yeah, that, that yeah, and that tracks. <laughs> Whenever I tell my friends that, they're like, oh my god, you're so right. Yeah, mm-hmm. like he really, he really does. It's just a fun, uplifting. Like very uncynical view of the world. That's and I just true. like that's just <laughs> why I like, like it. Very like not innocent, but it kind of like, is though. Yeah, like a happy. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know how to explain. Like your dad had definitely was like eternal optimism. Internal optimism. Yeah, that's that is what we'll call it. <laughs> yeah, I like that. All right, so yeah, that's our favorite climbing movie. We'll have Christmas themed stuff. Um, we'll have Christmas themed stuff for the rest of the month because we only have about. Two or three more episodes left, and then um, we have some very exciting news on what's going to happen for next season. So, yeah, yeah. stay tuned for that. Stay tuned. Um, now, on to our weekly accident. Mm-hmm. 
So, not necessarily act like accident, but once again, risk management that we like to talk about on this. I went on climbing.com and under their skills section, I found that this is where all the accidents are. Um, the skills section, that's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the article reads, quote, three unbelievable stories of, in all caps, very close calls. They did oh. what? Uh, did what? Subtitle, climbing is dangerous even when you know what you're doing. It's outright deadly when you think you know what you're doing, but you don't have a clue. Dang. Written on November 25th by Kevin Corrigan. So he just kind of has like a couple of first close call stories from people um, on the internet that they, I guess they send them into climbing.com. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, we're going to go through these uh, three quick stories. They're super short. They're like less than four sentences, four or five sentences each, um, and kind of give our thoughts about them as well as review the lesson that Kevin writes afterwards. Um, so the first close call was written by someone named Stretch via climbing.com. Quote, I had someone I met at the crag set up a top rope anchor for me to save a walk up the cliff. They set it back from the edge so I couldn't visually inspect it, but I assumed it was fine. Hmm. Our first climber Hmm. fell several times before lowering from the top. I went second and fortunately didn't fall. As I said take, at the top, I noticed a burning spell. Before weighing my rope, I looked over the lip. My rope was threaded directly through a 25-millimeter nylon sling. Oh, it wasn't 25 millimeters anymore. It had melted down to 2 millimeters. If I had taken the weight of the rope, or if I had weighted the rope, I would have taken a 100-foot fall backwards. Dang. Towards the ground. So. Unquote. So did you just... I guess top out and walk down the back. Like, I mean, I how guess did she get lower. I, I don't know. They don't necessarily mention what exactly happened it, but I'm assuming they, they went over the top. I mean, if anything, that out. just that just tells me that you gotta. You, that's why you. That's why you trust your climbing partner and nobody else. You yeah. know. Um, I think it also. Um, there is kind of, and it does kind of get a little bit redundant to have to do checks every single time. Mm-hmm. Like I'm starting to get to this point now where it's mm. like, I know my knot looks good. Right. I'm assuming it's you're like, fine. Okay, let's go. Especially right. like when I climb with people that I trust a lot. That's fair. Um, but now like I've realized, especially because I review accidents so often, mm. I'm like, show me your figure eight real quick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, here's the lesson that Kevin wrote, um, afterwards. Quote, this is what can happen when you trust a random person to build your anchor. It is worth the peace of mind to do it yourself or send someone you know up there um, uh, to be sure that your anchor is safe. And if the rogue anchor builder, if the rogue anchor builder is reading this, nylon should never rub against nylon. <laughs> While nylon has an incredibly high tensile strength, it will melt at around 470 degrees Fahrenheit, a temperature easily reached from rope friction alone. Throw two locking carabiners at the top of the rope and webbing, and you're good to go, assuming the anchor is otherwise a bomber. Um, yes, that's true. A lot of people don't realize this, but um, ropes can take a lot of strength. Like Even like for the example, the Audible belts mm-hmm. at any place that you use, 90% of the time, if you cut them with a knife, mm-hmm. um, they will be able to hold a person's weight up to like two millimeters worth of belt. Wow, really? Like, they'll be able to hold that, but um, for example, with rope, like... Ropes are roughly the same as long as you don't damage the core. For sure. However, like when rope rubs against rope, that's when it becomes very susceptible to just completely snapping hmm, and breaking. Right. Um, this is kind of what it looks like happened here. Um, it looks like it was nylon against nylon, though. Okay. Um, so I'm assuming what this looks like is like two nylon swings with like a carabiner attached to the bottom. Probably. And they're just rubbing together as whoever before was taking the falls. Um, so what happens is when you apply so much friction to those nylons, they rub together Mm -hmm. and then over time they start melting. Yeah. Not like 
cutting, they literally That's will start to That's crazy to, to me that yeah. rope friction can generate, what was it, like 497 degrees Fahrenheit of uh, temperature? Yeah, so nylon, nylon has an incredibly high tensile strength that will melt at around a, uh, 470 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, that's like basically 500 degrees that that's generating just from friction. Yes, that's correct. crazy. I didn't realize mm-hmm. that. Yeah, wow. that's why like when people get rope burn, it's a very it's, it's severe oh, rope interesting. Because you can get like easily like yeah. third degree burns. Yeah, wow. What is, it? what is the highest one? Third degree or first degree? For, uh, Third. third degree burn? I think third degree is the worst. Yeah, I think third degree is also the worst. <laughs> All right, let's go to the second close call story. This one is by Zach Coburn via Facebook. Um, I was at the top of the route uh, waiting for a woman to set up a rappel. She pulled up the rope, put the middle uh, put the middle on her belay device, and tossed the ends. She was about to unclip from the anchor when I stopped her. She'd forgotten to put the rope through the anchor. <gasps> like... <laughs> This is like one of those things, though. Like, like we just talked about, like complacency, though. Yeah, complacency. Like, that's that's. I'm that's assuming, what it is. like, like this, this, this was another day at the office. This <laughs> had to be another day at the office for this girl, you know. Like, right. That's that's funny you said that, Carolyn, because when I was learning how to basically anchor build and clean anchors, mm-hmm. um, like my mind was only on the fact that my rope wasn't tied into something, and I was like only in through an indirect <laughs> through 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 a direct line, mm-hmm. um, and. You know, it's so funny. Well, I, I don't know if funny is the right word, but hearing that this lady didn't even realize that her rope wasn't through her anchor. Yeah. Like, that was the thing at the forefront of my mind when I was learning this whole process. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, I mean, complacency is a great word for mm-hmm. it. She clearly knows what she's doing, and mm-hmm. that can get to a point of, I know what I'm doing so well that I don't need to check myself. Exactly, yeah. Um, here's the lesson from Kev- uh, Kevin once again. Uh, quote, Catastrophic mistakes like these can be avoided by simply testing your system while you're still indirectly. The content director for this very website nearly died by making a similar mistake. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, so whoever climb, developed climbing.com, hope hmm. you're okay. Yeah. Um, apparently he didn't clip his, oh, end quote. Um, apparently he didn't clip his repel v- device um, and stepped off the top of a 500-foot tower. Um Angels or maybe demons caught him, according to the article. But that's a story for another day. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Poor Gavin's about to get fired. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, that's like, I mean, I've said this before, but the most accidents in outdoor climbing happen from rappelling. Yes. I think I think we mentioned that before. Like, I think it's, like, the top two where, like, especially, like, according to, um, oh, the book I gave you, the um, accidents, accidents and mountaineering. And, yeah. Um, those accents, like if you look in the beginning of the book, you'll you see like a little pie chart of like what they have. Very few accents are caused from genuine inexperience. Hmm, interesting. Um, and I think that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, that's um, ge- generally people who don't know what they're doing are choosing to not go do things that yeah. they don't know how to do. It, I mean, it's kind of good because like it's it's a good thing because like sometimes things like uh, movies like free solo or like you know movies involving free soloing or just very mm-hmm. like technical climbing mm-hmm. kind of worry me just because I'm afraid of like what people will do yeah when that's they see like that. oh that's rock it's climbing like the movies fall yeah yeah um, that's fair but thankfully like stuff like that doesn't really happen but um, it's strange because like the most amount of accidents are caused by poor anchor building and mm-hmm. poor repelling, mm-hmm. um, which is crazy. Do you know how to repel yet or no? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say that I would feel comfortable enough just going out there and, you mm-hmm. know, whipping something up and repelling. Yeah. I, I have been taught how to, but mm-hmm. um, I am by no means super comfortable mm-hmm. with it. Um, yeah. I I have learned how to do it. But mm-hmm. again, if, if I were to go out tomorrow, I would want somebody to 
be kind of walking me through everything mm-hmm. just to double check that yeah. nothing goes mm-hmm. wrong. Yeah. But like if it was like life or death, like you could have like basic basic yeah, knowledge. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. I um don't know how to repel yet, but it's a very needed skill like especially if i'm going to mm-hmm. do like adventure filmmaking mm-hmm. yeah um so i'm trying to get somebody at climb that need to teach me how to there you go. yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah um so yeah that's pretty much know your systems yeah definitely like, anchor anchor yourself you know? <laughs> don't die um third close call story um we passed a guy on the second pitch of his solo lead belaying himself with a tube style belay device the rope just ran through the device. No belayer. He was free climbing from an anchor he'd built and was placing quite a bit of gear. He told us that he had just he just had to grab the brake strand really quick if he fell. Yeah, hold. On. I was like, <laughs> I heard you say tube style, and I'm sitting here and I'm like, I'm gonna let her keep reading, but something's not sitting right with me right now. <laughs> he proudly proclaimed that he'd caught himself display before and tore up his hand in the process at the base. Um. Oh, sorry. At the base, his friend, who was wearing a tree climbing harness, explained that he would be belaying, but his shoulder was bothering him. End quote. Jason uh, uh, via climbing.com. Wow. Lesson of the story. This is Carolyn's lesson of the story. Carolyn's lesson of the story is get better friends. Yeah. So <laughs> there are a lot of things that I could say about this. Um, but what I will say is, I w- uh, unless you really know what you're doing, don't go rope soloing. Yeah. I, I, I do know people mm-hmm. who know how to rope solo. Yeah. And, it's a, and it, it is an effective way to climb by yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, it is highly risky mm-hmm. because of the fact that you're going up by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I have never done it. We'll never do it. Yep. But <laughs> there are ways to do it with devices that give you a little bit extra protection. Yeah, or um, just like, yeah, pretty much. Such as an assisted braking device. Mm-hmm. Like a Grigri, right? Yeah. Um, but Or even like an ascender, too. I yeah. I think an ascender would be great for that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know enough to say what would be good or not, but, I mean, to a hear... A Grigri would do enough. Yeah, <laughs> to hear that someone is using an ATC, mm-hmm. and if they fall, they're just going to grab the brake strand and pull hard enough that the rope isn't going to completely just go through their hands... Mm-hmm. That just doesn't really seem I feel like, like the best way to do that. I feel like that dude definitely also was lying about catching. I mean, maybe no. If you have the scars, I guess. But like when that's I that's a fall, good point. He could have been like fronting just so that they would get off. His when case. I fall, I can barely comprehend the fact that I'm falling. Sometimes. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it is just happening really fast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like like when you think about how fast nine point how how fast was gravity? Nine point, negative nine, nine point eight meters per second. Nine point eight, almost a nine point two. Um, when you think about how fast nine point eight meters per second is, like. Take Climb Nittany, for example. Mm-hmm. That that wall was 10 meters tall. Yeah. You're going from top to bottom like, in, in a second. In like a, a second and a, a half. second and change, yeah. <laughs> Dang, that's such a good point. And especially, mm-hmm. like, I don't realize that, but, like, taking lead falls. Mm-hmm. Like, you're off the wall and then you've been caught already, well, right? Yeah. And so there's mm-hmm. this, like, big apprehension about taking a whipper or, mm-hmm. it, like, you know, taking well, yeah, those like, big even falls. Even with, like, what happened with you and Patrick yesterday. Um, when you guys were just climbing, like Patrick was just cli- uh, projecting a five eleven, mm-hmm. and like there would be times where he looked fine, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. And it's, I mean, again, this is a whole other conversation, and, and like mm-hmm. get you know getting used to those falls, but mm-hmm. they do happen very quickly, and yeah. I don't understand how that how man would have been able to catch, catch himself. himself. I mean, yeah. I'm not, I'm not gonna. I'm I'm not gonna say I know all this stuff about no, solo yeah. solo rope rope soloing. No. But I mean I don't know that doesn't sit well with me. I don't know about you. No, yeah, like it just it seems so preposterous. But I guess like if you have scars, like 
from catching yourself i mean go you i guess <laughs> i mean uh, like go you question mark like yeah. i don't know go you question mark. i don't really know if we need to support that but yeah. um the lesson from kevin uh quote this is so crazy that we're astonished that he even got one <laughs> um end quote um he goes on to say that you should uh seek proper instruction if you're gonna learn how to uh rope solo with correct yeah. mismanagement um and then you know, he links an article to uh, basic self-belay techniques um, and always recommends that uh, you go out with an experienced buddy or a guide before you solo by yourself. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, also, um, I don't know how to say this nicely. I'm really sorry. but Oh, dear. Get better friends. Like, if, no, you're, yeah, if your yeah. buddy can't belay you because his shoulder is bothering him, fine. If your buddy has a dislocated shoulder don't go climbing yeah that's that's the solution go bouldering i don't know what else to tell you bro like there has to be some sort of like not like there has to be some sort of common sense yeah don't yeah if you really want to go climb that bad go the most the most you can do is just go on facebook saying i'm going climbing today who wants to come join a whatsapp climbing group i'm sure they exist don't like don't put yourself in dangerous situations that you cannot get out of without extra help. So, like for example, if don't like don't don't put yourself in outrageous situations where if you fall, you're gonna need a, a medical evacuation mm. because you fell. Like don't put yourself in those situations. Yeah. You know, yeah. So that's today's uh, climbing accident. Uh, more of the story. Um, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Actually, no, that's not today's story, but... (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, that's a fair point, but Mm -hmm. I I would say just in general, I mean, my key takeaways from that are set up your own system and trust your belay partners. Yeah, set up your own system, yeah. Um, And don't get complacent either. Do your checks. Yes, don't Mm -hmm. get complacent, exactly. Cool. All right, awesome. Now on to our climbing news. Yeah. So I have a fun story. So this week is um, on Tuesday. It is now Friday. On Tuesday with Giving Tuesday. Um, it's a national day to basically give back to charities or other mm-hmm. funds that we believe do good work. Yeah. Um, so if we think back to, uh, I don't remember what podcast episode we talked about the um, the program that uh, Outside Inc., which is the owner of all these different outdoor magazine companies, mm-hmm. um, they started an organization to make uh, nonprofits known in the outdoor community mm-hmm. that are, you know, are, are doing good work and climbing and, you know, winter sports and mm-hmm. water sports, all, you know, types of outdoor activities um, and basically gives more um, traffic and, and gives mm-hmm. more media towards the those nonprofits who are doing good work for outdoor community and making the outdoors more accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, something that the Outside Inc. Um, via climbing.com wanted to do was um, on Giving Tuesday give back to some of the organizations in climbing that are really doing some good work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the reason I wanted to bring this up was because um, it's always good to give back and to support 
um, people in communities that are doing a lot of good for the planet and for mm-hmm. the for the earth and and you know for for other people. Um, and I thought this was just a great article that um, Climbing.com put out that specifically highlighted both the Access Fund and Paradox mm-hmm. Sports for doing some really good things for the climbing community. Mm-hmm. Um, and Climbing.com wants to raise uh, twenty five hundred dollars for both those um, Paradox Sports and Access Fund organizations. Um, and that's just to show them a little bit of love and say that we thank them for what they're doing for our communities. Mm-hmm. Um, so just some background on both. Um, Paradox Sports is a company that helps the adaptive climbing community. Yep. Um, and I think this is really great because, you know, there is a a, a large para, mm-hmm. para Paralympic climbing community. and It's like it's, growing. Like, I, I play it all the time at the gym and people are like, People without arms and legs can climb. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's there's crazy. A, yeah, it's there's a cool. there's a guy at my my home gym in Intertrex in Maryland, yep. and um, he has placed on the podium for our United States Paralympic team, Woo. which I think is the coolest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, just seeing what he's able to do in the gym, yeah. and and he, you know, he's a coach for the youth team, and just mm-hmm. inspires so many people in the community. Mm-hmm. Um more people who are physically disabled or mentally disabled mm-hmm. should be given access to climbing because it's yeah. such a healing sport, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. I think Paradox Sports does just that. Mm-hmm. And um, Climbing.com and Outside uh, Inc. wanted to really show that. And so um, they want to raise $2,500 for Paradox Climbing. So Woo. if you got the money, go over to the link that we're going to link in our description and go donate yeah and um also just kind of like highlighting from paradox sports too like the goal like if they hit the 25 the 2500 dollars, they're gonna um give 12 adaptive climbers full scholarships um to the national awesome. climbing program which i think is is great um and it's, those also include two days of instruction on um walls like yosemite the gunks and joshua tree mm, so nice um, I think those that's like a great opportunity. I always love like scholarship programs. I think there needs to be yeah. a lot more scholarship programs in the climbing world. I know USA Climbing has one. Um, but yeah, um, if you feel really, if you have the money and if you have the, um, the, I guess the, the heart and the will to give, um, consider the paradox. Definitely. Paradox yeah. Part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then just the other organization that they highlighted that is, I think probably the most known climbing organization is the access fund. Woo-hoo. Um, Many of our listeners will probably know what the Access Fund is, but if yeah. not, um, the Access Fund basically protects America's climbing. That's their mm-hmm. that's their slogan, um, and they do this by keeping uh, climbing areas open on public and private lands. Mm-hmm. And so, a lot of times, really great climbing will be under threat um, on public lands for you know governments wanting to close mm-hmm. areas for mining or for oil, mm-hmm. and then on private lands. Um, People who own those lands won't want to share the beauty of their area with yeah. climbers and they won't want climbers to come in. And so the Access Fund works to protect those lands either by creating, mm-hmm. you know, national wildlife refuges mm-hmm. or buying private lands so that mm-hmm. it can be made accessible for climbers. Um, and so because the Access Fund, there's a lot of places that are able to be climbed that wouldn't have been otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, again, that was just the second organization that Climbing.com highlighted. And they're also looking to raise 2500 for them as well. Um, and doing so will protect 2.5 acres of climbing area for Access, access Fund's community. Um, and I think that's an interesting number because 2.5 acres... Maybe it doesn't seem like a ton. No, an acre is huge, bro. <laughs> I mean, like, it's not. It's not pretty. I mean, it's not massive, but it's. I mean, an acre it's. Huge. It's um, that just shows the amount of money that needs to go yeah. into protecting these lands, right? Mm-hmm. Like, imagine an entire national park. Yeah. How much money would that cost mm-hmm. to protect, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So again, all the help that 
you're willing to give will always be appreciated i'm sure with the access fund exactly, so yeah. we'll also link that description in our Woo. in our description as well so yeah. all right well now for oh i guess we can we didn't come up with the food for this one um, you can make the candy cane. Yeah. Well, I uh, we don't have a food, but a food. I did write in our podcast notes that this is the Christmas present of the oh, episode. Oh, that's true. Yeah. All right. This is the Christmas present. <laughs> um, the best gifts for the rock climber in your life, aka us. AKA, yeah. <laughs> Buy us gifts. Buy us gifts, please. If you're listening, <laughs> I, I I really would like. No. <laughs> well, you already got a crash fest. New climbing shoes. <laughs> Can you get me um Veloce climbing shoes specifically in women men's thirty seven? Thanks. Noted. Noted. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we have some uh, gifts that we think would be good for um either your indoor climbing friends or your outdoor climbing friends. Um, just kind of like have you know, if you want to give them something funny and some cute, something that's gonna help them with their lives, then this is this is the podcast for you. Yeah, I <laughs> think you know I've been asked a lot of questions. Um, from my family and friends, mm. when I say I want climbing stuff, they're like, what, what does that mean? Yeah. And it's like, if you're not in the climbing community, it does look very daunting. There's like all this weird metal gear yeah. and like like random. like. And not only that, but it's also super expensive. It is super expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think we just wanted to maybe organize just some good things that we personally, yeah. our opinion, think that will be fun to give to the climber in your life. And mm-hmm. hopefully that makes it easier for you to shop for them. Yeah, definitely. All right. Um, I guess I'll go first. Um, I had a couple ideas. Some of them are a little bit more expensive than others, but kind of just fold, or, like, fold around the idea of indoor climbing, like gifts for your indoor climbing friends. Um, so I have two sections. Mainly, um, we're going to talk about gifts with bouldering and then um, gifts with top rope and lead. Um, I have um, two... Um, I have kind of like at least uh, two cheaper ideas um, in each of these sections that will not be breaking your bank. Um, just so, uh, for our people who cannot, like, afford, um, I don't know, like, a $90 gift or whatever, that's totally fine. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of gifts like that are in the climbing community are like that, but I'll have some economic stuff as well. So, for bouldering, um, to start out with our cheaper options, we have, um, traditional Icy Hot. I don't know why I came up with this idea, but I was, like, the amount of times, like, I've seen, um, either overpriced, um, you know, um, like hand cream or just like stuff that will help like soothe your muscles after climbing i was like why don't I just get like a thing of icy hot for like 13 dollars you know or cheaper um so icy hot is um just a little topical ointment i guess that you can use on your muscles after you do really intense sports um can help soothe your muscles and for climbers we would probably use it on our hands the most um as well as the back i guess um and then the second cheaper option that i have is an 8b plus chalk bag Usually it runs for around $33 retail, I believe. Um, so basically what they are, we, we both know what chalk bags are. Um, basically they're like these, take like the webkins and put it into like, and put it into um, chalk bags and you get the AP plus chalk bags. So they're basically a company that makes like these little monsters. They're really funny they're looking. They're so cute. And they each have like little names and personalities. Oh, I didn't know they named them. Yeah, they have names. Yeah, that's, that's like, so cool. Like, we have people come into the gym and they're like, do you guys have Fred? And I'm like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. That's yeah. really funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people like either like Fred or Paul 
Um, there oh, was I, I gotta one. Look at what Fred looks there was like. one brown one that I wanted. And I don't need to talk about that. Like I think it was like Buddy or Paul or something. Um, but yeah, they're basically like webkins, but for chalk bags. Um, a lot of kids when they come in, um, ask. Um, their parents for one because they're so cute. They're, yeah, they're and a very lot of people, unique. Um, a lot of people ask me like, who just like our parents? They're like, is there anything that we should know about the chalk bag? Like, is there gooder chalk bags than than and then anything else? No, get any chalk bag that you want. Get it because it looks cute. Get it because it's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no unless you're like, I don't know the like Alex Honnold who has to like consider weight when he's free soloing. <laughs> um. Like chalk we said, soloing is not the best option. <laughs> chalk bags are um, no factor in terms of improving in performance or not. They're just cute little things that can help express your individuality. Um, so, yeah, I recommend uh, the AP Plus chalk bag. Um, yeah, they have little little button eyes. Yeah. And I don't know. So for anyone out there who's seen Harry Potter, Ginny Weasley has like a little has like a little animal that like sits on her on her shoulder it's called like <laughs> like a, like a pygmy pup or something i got to i got to remember the name but it's like this literally this like little pink like blob of fur that sits on her shoulder and that's what the chalk bags look like <laughs> so if you know harry potter and you know what i'm referencing that's what those chalk bags look like <gasps> okay um also organic chalk bags too if you're somebody <gasps> who doesn't really want to um I'm so sorry. There's there's one called Brad, and yeah. my dad's name is Brad. Yeah. I should get him wait, that. Wait, show me show me which one is that. Which He's one? like yellow and black. Yeah, that's the one that all the kids. I'm sorry, I thought it was <laughs> I thought it was um Fred. No, no, no. Yeah, that's the one that that all of the kids that's on the climate so need team want. Dang. Um, but yeah. Also, if you're not really into like these monster things, or if you just kind of like want a chalk bag that has like a vibe through colors, we always recommend um, organic um, organic climbing mm-hmm. uh, chalk bags. They're a local brand here um, in Penn State. So, um, roughly, I think their chalk bags run for around twenty five dollars. Um, they have big ones, the bigger ones. They have small ones. They have buckets. Um, if you're into bouldering, if your friend's into bouldering and you're willing to spend out a little bit more, um, consider getting your friend a bucket with their favorite colors on it. Um, but yeah, overall, those are kind of like the cheaper options. And then for my more expensive options, I just have a GoPro, a hangboard, um, and a knee bar pad. Knee bar pad is probably going to be the least likely one. GoPro is probably going to be the most expensive. And hangboard, um, you probably want to ask your friends like what they're training for their fingers if you want to get that one. Yeah, definitely. But, I'd say that the mm-hmm. hangboards are probably for the more intense yeah. indoor climbers in mm-hmm. your life or just climbers in general because mm-hmm. then they'll have likely a strict training routine that they yeah. use. Mm-hmm. And then for a top roping lead, um, my kind of less um, expensive gifts are um, shoe, deodor- shoe deodorizer. Um, our dogs smell. I, <laughs> I like. I don't have too much of a problem with it, but I know some people do. Um, so getting some shoe deodorizer would be amazing for not only their noses but ours. Yeah, I think um, JJ has these really great like shoe bananas. Yeah, it's the banana boats. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. they're like bananas you can put in your climbing shoes or just yeah. shoes in general. Usually they run around twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next um inexpensive item would probably be the uh bagoggles. Usually they run oh bagoggles. I need to explain with these. So bagoggles are these little um mirrors. Like if you ever built like a periscope, you call them bagoggles. I call them bagoggles. Yeah. No, I call them belay glasses. They're basi- yeah, they're basically <laughs> belay glasses. Where like if you remember like in like elementary school, if you took like a cardboard box and like 
put a mirror on the bottom and then a mirror on the top and angled them toward each other and you can see outside mm. like the top mm-hmm. one that's basically what it is but for climbing um and their so, glasses and their glasses <laughs> yeah so you basically wear them while someone is um top roping or leading mm-hmm. um so that we don't have to crank your neck yeah. you feel like you're losing all the blood in your aorta yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um those usually run around like Anywhere between $27 and $40. And of course, if you're looking into something a little bit more expensive to treat your climbing partner with, um, always a new harness. Um, If they already have a harness, you can get them a friendship harness so that way they don't have to spend Mm. extra rental fees Mm -hmm. to share harnesses. (laughs) Um, Or a new belay device if your partner is like, or if your rock climber is like wanting to try out some devices. Yeah, no, oh, yeah. those are those are some solid gifts. I like mm-hmm. all of them. Yeah. Um, and I think especially for people who are getting into climbing, they're mm-hmm. all pretty decent, just standard yeah. run-of-the-mill gifts that you mm-hmm. can get. Yeah. Cool. So I'm going to talk about some outdoor climbing gifts. Um, yeah. And I'm going to start by saying, overall, if you really have no clue what to get the climber in your life, a gift card to the local outdoor store is always good to go mm-hmm. because your local outdoor store will have everything that your climber needs. Or to- your local climbing gym. Yes, exactly. Yeah. If you're if you want to do that, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, yeah. So I kind of divided up my gifting this little section here um, in terms of when you're actually climbing and when you're just hanging out at the crag. Mm-hmm. Um, which one do you want to hear first, Carolyn? Climbing I'll, or crag? I'll hear climbing first. Okay. So Carolyn actually came up with this idea, <laughs> and I thought it was kind of brilliant. So the first one is Rocky Talkies. Rocky Talkies. So <laughs> for those of you who multi pitch or trad climb. Mm-hmm you might often find yourself in a spot where you cannot see mm-hmm. or hear the person you're climbing with. And this can lead to a lot of issues like mm-hmm. one of the accident stories we talked about earlier yeah. in the year at Yosemite. That was the first one, actually. Yeah. That was our first episode. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, Rocky Talkies basically is a walkie-talkie with a carabiner on it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Rocket <laughs> science. Wow. <laughs> um, and the idea there is just that it's a walkie-talkie that you can clip to your harness mm-hmm. and gives you and your partner a way to communicate when yeah. you can't see or hear each other. Mm-hmm. So that's a great one. Um, another thing that I think is just kind of universal and anyone who goes outdoor climbing, especially sport climbing, mm-hmm. um, could use is a stick clip. Um, stick clips are used just to clip the rope to the first or second uh, quick draw um, mm-hmm. on a lead route when mm-hmm. you're outside. And this just eliminates um, any falling to the ground otherwise known as decking mm-hmm. that could happen when you're lead climbing and you are still not super high up off the ground yet. yeah mm-hmm. um so stick clips are always useful especially for people who um really like to climb hard lead yeah. outdoors mm-hmm. um so the next one i wanted to add it because it is a very you know you need it no matter what you're doing to climb which is a rope um I say with hesitation, though, because there are so many different ropes out yeah. there and you mm-hmm. might want to consult with your climber before yeah. you buy them that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do I do want to just put it in here, though, because ropes can be expensive. Mm-hmm. And so if you are looking to buy a more expensive gift for mm-hmm. that climber in your life, um, a rope is good. I would just recommend that you mm-hmm. consult with them to see what they need first. Yeah. Something that you don't have to consult with them do or something something you don't have to consult with them, though. What's that? The rope bag. The rope bag. Or the exactly. Tarp. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It is it is hopefully well known within outdoor climbing that you don't want to get your rope all dirty and mm-hmm. gross. Um, that will happen normally just because of the fact that you're climbing outside with it. Yeah. But we're gonna try and prevent that as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um and so when you're at the crag and you're, you know, belaying someone, you got all this rope um kind of just lying on the mm-hmm. ground. You don't want that really touching dirt or other places mm-hmm. that it can maybe get caught on a rock or, mm-hmm. you know, just pick up all this dirt. Um you would want to put on a rope tarp. So mm-hmm. it's literally just a tarp 
that you can throw the rope down on. Can you use any tarp or can you just like, yeah. like, like if I go to like Home Depot yeah. and I get like a, like a regular tarp, that's cool, right? Yeah, yeah. Totally good. Mm-hmm. Um, now, a tarp is different from a rope bag. Yeah, um, yeah. Sorry. Rope bags mm-hmm. are designed to have their own tarp built in mm-hmm. with special little loops on mm-hmm. either side to let you know what side is your, basically your, your climbing end and what side is your stopper end yep um and that just again helps the climber keep the rope organized um but yeah rope bags are great to organize that rope that you may or may not be buying them Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so the next two things i'm gonna talk about are for sport climbers and then for boulderers Mm -hmm. so for sport climbing um and i guess trad climbing in general but mainly just sport climbing yeah i don't want to talk about trad climbing Mm because i don't try climb yeah um so for sport climbing um quick draws Mm -hmm. these are just Every every lead climber needs a pair of quick draws or yep. a, a set of quick draws if you're going to go outdoors because they're not naturally occurring on mm-hmm. rock faces. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Unlike in our gym mm-hmm. where we have beautiful perma draws on the wall. Those things are expensive. Yeah. They're like... Right, which is why you, you should get your family to buy them for you and not buy them yourself, which is why I put it in our gift guide. <laughs> Mom and dad. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We're going to take them to Ireland with you. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, but yeah, I just think quick draws, it's a pretty um, just foundational uh, piece of gear that you need. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going to lead outdoors, you need quick draws. Yep. Um, and I think... There's little variation in how quick draws are designed. There are alpine draws and, um, you know, that that gets into alpinism and stuff. Mm-hmm. But on the whole, there is definitely, I in my opinion, less variation when it comes to quick draws than when it comes to things like um, cams or nuts yep, for, yep. for track climbing, which mm-hmm. is why I didn't even want to talk about track climbing because yeah. quick draws are, are, are quick draws, basically. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that's for the sport climber. And then for your boulderer, um, just a crash pad because if they're going to go outdoors... Yeah, You'd rather have them landing on a crash pad than on the rock. Can't afford a crash pad. Get an air mattress. <laughs> Anything. I mean, Anything. honestly, I if I if I saw a college kid bouldering with an air mattress, I would first stop and say, "Hmm," but then I would say, "Okay, I guess that works." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice little futon. Don't buy your yet. climber an air mattress, but like <laughs> the crash pad concept. Um, mm-hmm are always great again yeah. the good things about crash pads is like you can like fold them up and just yeah. like like pi- use them like to backpack. sleep on if you're if you're camping like as a little mattress like literally you could do that we should do that next year we should do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, we all need to get our crash pads just line them up and we need to get our crash pads who's we y'all own the everyone, crash pads everyone on the e-board <laughs> i don't own a crash pad i'm too broke to own a that's crash fair pad. that's fair i might um, i like to get one next summer though yeah exactly mm-hmm. yeah well and per usual I'm going to plug our local climbing outfitter, Organic Climbing. Woo! I just got an organic uh, climbing crash pad Not from, for my birthday recently. And um, they're really cool. You can customize the colors. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah, yours looks pretty nice. I mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I picked teal, uh, fuchsia, purple, and gold for my mm-hmm. colors. So mm-hmm. I, I like how it turned out. And it literally got shipped to me within three days. It was it was crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're really organ- good. Granite Climbing is a, great, is a great company to use if you're mm-hmm. looking to buy your climber crash pad. Yeah. So... I also am going to talk about some stuff at the crag. So when mm-hmm. you're kind of just hanging around, and this is definitely a more fun list <laughs> rather than a functional list. Yeah, because I, I wanted to I add come some... up with a function with a like fun list, but I'm not fun. <laughs> I, I don't know. I wanted to put some personality into this yeah, yeah. because it's just like 
part of gift giving is buying somebody something that they would never buy normally. And so a lot of it is just fun stuff. Yeah. So the number one gift on my crag list is a crag hat. You know what I would get for a crag hat? What? I get an Aussie an Aussie hat. What, is it, what is? does that look like? So, fun fact, um, I, I referenced this in one of my essays for my creative nonfiction writing class, and one of the girls in my class happens to be an Australian international student, and she was like, oh, what's an Aussie hat? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, you've never heard of an Aussie hat before? <laughs> so, it's basically a cowboy hat where the one side folds up. It's what my high school used okay, to yeah, use I'm for seeing our that. marching band hats. Instead of using those dumbass plumes, we used to use those. <laughs> Um, so yeah I always it's a throwback to like like what I used to do and it's also they're very they're very nice hats like I would easily like invest in a hat like that wow okay mm-hmm. yeah that's cool yeah. um awesome uh, I mean I just said crag hat because I have a crag a, like you do a, have a crag it's literally hat. just a straw hat with it like is, a belt around it yeah it's and the I think one it's, that um that I posted for your birthday like when you're wearing mm, it for your birthday mm-hmm. post and I'm like hi mom yeah it's just <laughs> I love that hat. Like, mm-hmm. it, it just brings life to the party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, if you want something to protect yourself from the sun, crag hat. Mm-hmm. Um, the next thing, when you're sitting around watching other people climb, mm-hmm. you don't want your tush on the ground in the dirt. So, I personally love the Crazy Creek chair or any camping chair, really. Mm-hmm. But Crazy Creek chairs are good because they're flat and foldable. Mm-hmm. So, if you don't want to sit on the ground, my recommendation is to get a Crazy Creek chair, which mm. can also double as a camping chair. Mm-hmm. So, that's a good one. Um, another thing when you're not climbing, you probably don't want to be wearing your climbing shoes because mm-hmm. that puts a lot of stress on those climbing yeah. shoes. And, um, for that reason, I would suggest to get the climbing your life, um, a pair of crag shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, my personal favorites are Chacos. Mine I know. are the Crocs. Yeah. <laughs> Carolyn is a proud wearer of the Crocs. Um, some of the guys that we climb with love their Tevas. Um, right, right. Mm-hmm. So it really just depends on the preference, but mm-hmm. three good brands for, um, oh, also Blundstone. I feel like it's a good brand. That's too. true. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, for like, it, like colder areas. That's, yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, I, and I would say both Tevas and Chacos are pretty decent for hiking. Yeah, I wouldn't hike in mm-hmm. Crocs personally. I don't know if you've ever hiked in Crocs. But I've um, I probably have. I've done like very long walks in Crocs before, and I do climb sometimes in the Crocs with them in sport mode. Obviously, all, always in sport <laughs> mode. Always in sport mode. <laughs> um. But yeah, if you're going, if you're like definitely like have to hike in, um, or no, we should have mentioned this, um, approach shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was, mm-hmm. I was kind of getting there with oh, this, but I'm yeah, <laughs> no, no, that's totally okay. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, crag shoes slash approach shoes. So mm-hmm. basically anything that you are going to wear to the climbing mm-hmm. area without actually climbing in. Um, well, there's actual like approach shoes. There are. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, there are actual approach shoes that you can both use as hiking and climbing. Mm-hmm. I tend to like to separate those. Mm-hmm. I also don't do big alpine multi-pitch climbs really ever. Yeah. So I don't really have a need for, mm-hmm. you know, big like nice approach shoes like that. But yeah. again, <laughs> if you want to go all out, the approach shoes that double as the hiking and the climbing shoes are great. But um, overall, mm-hmm. just a good pair of shoes that they can wear when they're not yeah. actually climbing. Yeah. Hey, um, we're gonna go climb Grand Teton. Yeah, we we're gonna. We're, I actually did wear in a pair of. You did. Uh, I, I think they were La Sportiva approach oh, shoes for uh, okay. for that excursion. Mm, yeah, nice. Uh, cool. All right, I got two more things. Um, the next one is a. I literally have it written exactly like this: a nice big crag bag. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
this is my way of saying that climbers had a lot have a lot of gear mm-hmm. and it's really hard when we don't have large bags to put all that gear in. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to get into specific bags that yeah. I think are good just because there are so many on the market mm-hmm. from Black Diamond, Petzl, Metolius, yeah. even REI makes some good ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so basically the bigger the better mm-hmm. and they can fit ropes and all mm-hmm. types of hard gear and soft gear. Yeah. Um, and I think... It's just a great way to organize your stuff if mm-hmm. you if you don't have a, a, a big bag. Yeah. Um, the last thing is a is a personal edition of mine that I was gifted a few Christmases back that I have found really inspirational, um, especially for my female climbers out there or Ooh. anyone who's who's looking to get some climbing inspiration. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a book by Chris Noble called Women Who Dare. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a book that details um, a ton of really great climber women in mm-hmm. our community who have pushed the boundaries of what it means to climb hard and to mm-hmm. be a female in this sport. Um, so for the climber in your life that you want to inspire or for um, maybe a, a, a daughter or mm-hmm. a wife or a partner mm-hmm. that you know climbs um, and maybe is a minority in the community in the sense that more men climb than women mm-hmm. do, um, I think this is a great book just to yeah. inspire them to get out there, push boundaries and, mm-hmm. and never take... You know, the fact that mm-hmm. people think men can do things better for, you know, as as an answer for, for why you shouldn't do something. Yeah. Um, so I think this is just a really cool book that my parents gave me a few years back. And um, I recommend it to all my lady climbers out there. Woo! All right. Yeah. So that's my gift list. Woo! All right. Any any other lasting thoughts? I don't know. Buy a crag hat that you think suits your climber's personality best. That's my last thought. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Do you think an Aussie hat would would fit my? Yes. Well, what, no. If you had to gift me a, a crag hat, what crag? Maybe hat like a party get? hat. No, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> that was just a joke. <laughs> um, I'm gonna have to think about that. And next podcast episode, I'll come back with an answer. I'm gonna hold you to it. Okay, I'm hold you to it. I will do the All research. All the listeners will hold you to it as well. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, all right, guys. So that's pretty much our episode today. Uh, we talked about um. In our climbing news section, we talked about Giving Tuesday um, and how the access fund, um, it, or no, wow, Giving Tuesday and how climbing.com is trying to support both the access fund and Paradox Sports. Um, and then we also talked about um, our weekly accident, which involved three short stories from three different people on the internet reaching out to climbing.com, telling them their, you know, wondrous times of seeing some sketchy stuff. But hey, we all learn lessons in life. Um, and then our Christmas present of this episode, we talked about the best gifts for the rock climber in your life, whether it be a boulder, a top rover, whether it be an indoor uh, climber or an outdoor climber. Uh, we just gave our thoughts on some good gifts for them, um, especially since it's Christmas. Um, it's Christmas time. So, yeah. Um, other than that, though, um, happy holidays from us. And, um, yeah, see you guys next week. Happy holidays and keep on climbing. Keep on climbing. <laughs>